slash and cast. What is up, fiends, and welcome to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize, and right now we are continuing our zoophobia deep dive as we are taking a look at the fear of animals. And uh, next up, we are rewinding the clock with, honestly, like this is definitely the oldest movie that uh, we have discussed at this point on the podcast, uh, with a 1942 release of Cat People. This was John's selection for the month, and uh, John, I know you kind of like uh, you you kind of like led into this by saying like this was the first movie that introduced the the jump scare, uh, which you know like I didn't realize it was like dating that far back. And I have to say, like you know, without really knowing what scene it was before watching the movie in itself, I thought it was actually fairly effective mm. for it being like the very first one uh, of its kind. Was it the one at the pool? <clears throat> no, the the bus. No, when the bus pulls up, when she's running away. Oh, okay, gotcha. And it's it's a, yeah, it's a quality one too. Exactly. Yeah, it's. But it, apparently, I didn't remember that one. <laughs> but that's you know, it's like someone does something cool in a movie, and then everyone else copies it worse. No, copies it worse. <laughs> no, actually, but it is interesting though how. Uh, that was really cool. That's really interesting. The whole movie was really interesting. I think I had a very. I still have a very skewed view of uh, how conservative old movies are because, I mean, there's so many, there's so much, uh, there was so many regulations developed to sort of keep them in line. Mm -hmm. And so I I was surprised at how uh, scandalous this movie was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I had a nice time. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I, and I think I mentioned it in the previous episode that I, you know, so, sometimes like to pick older movies, mm-hmm. but also just had to pick it because zoophobia is the is the topic for the month, and this movie actually centers around a zoo. It figures into the story pretty largely, so uh, that was uh, almost the primary reason for picking <laughs> it. Was the entire reason. <laughs> but, no, but it's good. I hadn't watched it for a long time, and uh, rewatching it. I was kind of blown away by uh, how kind of advanced it is for, because the other night, you know, as you mentioned, this is the oldest movie now that mm-hmm. we've read. It's 1942 or one, I think, is what it came out. 42. I think. And, uh, yeah, 42. Um, you know, this is coming out at the same time as the Universal Frankenstein movies and Dracula mm-hmm. and the Wolfman, which, you know, are pretty simple straightforward movies there's like a maybe a little bit of subtext in them each one has its little kind of you know the wolf wolf man uh you know the not to get too far because actually i don't want to jump ahead to the wolf man yet but uh but anyways those movies are pretty simple and straightforward this movie is way 
way more going on in it than like I was a hundred percent behind our Serbian, uh, you know, leading actress or leading uh, character. I was like, "What? Just leave her alone, man!" <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. she was at no point like at fault until she got violent. And actually, even then, yeah, no, we don't jump ahead too much. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, definitely. But I, I, I always appreciate like these older flicks. Uh, always playing off the my my favorite trope of old movies is uh at, at every point, the woman character is always suffering from hysteria of sorts, and there's always like the oh should we have her committed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ne- never fails. It's always a topic of discussion. Uh, whenever there's issues that arise with the women in these movies, and you know, sure enough, we do visit it at that point. But anyways, uh, so. Uh, the zoo in question here is Central Park. This is when we meet our uh, fashion illustrator, Irina, who is our uh, leading lady of the movie, uh, who is busy sketching a Black Panther. And, you know, right off the bat, she's, like, not really happy with the work. You know, we we see her, like, shooting the, the paper ball towards the trash, completely misses it. Just litters, you know, but thinks nothing of it, really. And then that's when we are introduced uh, to Oliver, uh, who is a marine engineer, uh, who is portrayed by Ken Smith, uh, who becomes the love interest. And, you know, things kind of like start off, uh, you know, pretty quick. Uh, You know, she invites him back to the apartment to have some tea. So things right out of the gate go in pretty good. And I'm like, whoa. Like, this is already moving he pretty quick. He love bombs her pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty standoffish. And he's just like, no, we're going to get married. It's going to be great. Well, <clears throat> first, I wanted to mention how judgy that they have that sign next to the garbage. Oh, when she's littering? Because she's littering a bunch. And he, like, points to the sign uh-huh. and gives her mm-hmm. kind of a look. Like, and that sign is really... Judgy. And also, like, it's very, like, don't at some point, like, it's at, at some point in the movie, which I think it's the end, it comes up again as, like, text just on the screen. And it's all about, like, not, like, you know, violating the natural beauty of a space or something. I can't remember what it is, but it's supposed to be, you're like, how is it's clearly significant because you, you showed so many, like, you know, the, the sign has been featured so much and the <laughs> quote has been, like, even put up on text. Like, what does that mean again? I mean, does that mean like don't don't fuck with nature, like don't fuck with this nice lady, well, and then like not pick up after yourself or some shit? The garbage sign is basically just like it, it's you know worded crazy. I can't remember what it literally, but it was like don't make the world like a worse place with your presence, kind yeah. of thing. Like, is that? That's, I'm, I'm hoping that's directed at him. <laughs> but I mean, it's but it can't be because he's like the the hero. And I was a little like I the movie got me a little wild up. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. we'll get we'll definitely get there as it goes. I was goes, like, motherfucker. The, the way it unfolds is pretty clever too. It kind of fooled me in a way, but it, I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah, and the ending is very infuriating. Okay, so yeah, let's continue. <laughs> he definitely, uh, you know, he instantly when he sees her, he's like, oh, this one, yeah. this is the one I want. Let's so, go. He kind of mm. hits on her, and he's pretty 
aggressive, you know, not like aggressive, aggressive, but he's like, uh, charming and very focused. Mm-hmm. And this is what's happening. And mm-hmm. we're doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to come date you. And, mm-hmm. and they do have very sort of respectable dates where the first day he comes for over for tea. Well, I did want to mention though, oh, sure. there was some suggestiveness within when they, uh, he says, I'm going to walk you home. And then yeah. he walks her, uh, to her apartment and she's like, okay, this is my place. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's like, oh, you know, let's go out again sometime. Like, maybe I can see you again. And then she kind of, like, shoots him down at first. She's kind of like, like, I don't know. And then there's kind of an awkward moment. And then she's like, so you want to come in for tea? No, that's what he says. He's like, maybe we could go out for tea sometime. And then she's kind of like, yeah. And then awkward. And then she's like. Actually, why don't you come in right now for tea? And he he says something along the lines. He says, like, oh, like, Miss Irina, I think her name is, uh, you make things so easy. And I was just like, oh, my God, is she inviting him in to (laughs) hook up? Like, you know how they have to be suggestive Mm -hmm. in the 40s, but they can't come out and say it. And I was just like, oh, my God, are they implying that they're just hooking up right off the bat, you know, first meeting? Uh, but that is, it's a night. Yeah, not, that's not the case. They do actually have tea and just hang out and talk. Yeah, and so and then when he he ends up leaving, and was he were they already like lying on a couch together where she's like stroking his hair and you're like it's what's happening is it going down now and then he like he he wakes he gets up and he's like well a man who's come to tea can't expect to stay for dinner and I was like okay like that but that was like that's very familiar like I. <laughs> Never done that. I have... Well, no, that's not true. Well, <laughs> I've never, in a sober state, met a man in public, taken him back to my apartment and had a meal with him. I have, however, met a man very drunkenly at a party. Whatever. But yeah. <laughs> and then I went to a hurricane party. <laughs> and got murdered. And got murdered. Just the once. Just the once. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's super suggestive. And it plays into the story that there's like this immediate kind of sexual connection between them, and, and it's like oh, like uh, sparks between them kind of thing. Uh, but um, but then you know she of course says no, I can't uh, hook up with you because I will become a cat woman. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly no, like that, but, but I did just, yeah, no. <laughs> just for the. But no, she. But she kind of warns him off a little bit. She's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, she. It's it's interesting because she warns him off, but then while they're sitting in front of the fire in her apartment on the first day they met, mixed single, mi- miss that mixed single. Oh, and you know what yeah, she does is, is important to the story that which is reminding me is that. That's where it's in that first date or two where she's mm-hmm. kind of just like, she's like, screw it. Like, I'm just going to, like, go for it and, like, do it. Because she kind of does a little speech where she's like, you know, my past is, there's some issues with my past and I don't know. And, and then she's kind of like, no, like, you convinced me. Like, let's go for it. kind of. And uh, when does she tell her story, though, her village and all that good stuff? She it kind of dribbles in. She kind of brings it up. She makes little kind of what do you call it comments about it. Right, a lot clear. Because 
Yeah, it's here and there because like we we have like we see her initial drawing, which is actually of this um, this statue or that she has like on one of her night tables in her apartment, which is basically uh, this warrior who's basically on a horse right. and pale in you know this large cat, and of course it like piques the guy's interest. Uh, and I, I thought it was interesting, like she was depicting that within like your drawing itself, even when she was like at. Uh, Can we talk about the kitten yet? In this case. Oh god, yeah, no, that was so crazy. <laughs> that was so weird. So uh this man decides that in his courtship of her, he's gonna purchase for her a kitten, which first of all, first everybody off. should know not to do that for anybody ever. That's such a bad idea. Let me get you a fucking responsibility to add to your life. Especially that early on. Yeah. In there. Like, maybe if you've been with someone for a really long time or whatever, for a while. Right. But in the first couple of, like, this is the This is, like, date week. number two or yeah. date number three. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous, yeah. And they do that thing, which is also good in the story where, you know, they, and I kind of mentioned, they, they hook up, like, they don't uh, hook up sexually, but they kind of just, like, go, er, like, together instantly and just, like, are then immediately together at uh. that point. But the part that bothered me the most was that they have this scene where he's at his work, where he's an architect, I want to say, right? Because he's, he's got a drafting table and like. shit, yeah. And um, there's only one woman in the office, which we'll get to later. A big city gal. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> his, his work, work wife. Later oh. becomes his wife. Anyway, oh, I wrote it. I wrote it. Anyway, so... There is a, a box with holes on his desk that's like right. fucking yes. moving around. And it's not a very big box. It's like a shoe box. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what do you got there? And he's like, why don't you go check it out? And so she pops it open and it's a fucking cat the size of the box. He's had a cat in a tiny little <laughs> box where it can't even like it barely turn around. Like, I don't know where it's po it's pooping in there. I know where it's pooping. And it's it's it actually really bothered me that he had a cat in a shoebox. He was just keeping it. That he was there. like, oh yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a gift later today, like a, you know, ten hours later after work. After work, so full work. Well, full cat work. His cat's just like fucking tied up in a fucking box, which I'm surprised is not going crazy, right? And he shows off the cat, and then he stops it back in the box and he puts the lid on it. Well, I thought that was so bad. But then she's then she's like. Oh, I don't actually want the cat. Oh. She, remember, because she's like, well, I don't really want the cat. Well, no, no, this is like still at work. Oh, okay, yeah. Cat, and he's like, yeah, look how cute it is. Bam, back in the box, yeah, you go. Box. Stop, stop, stop. Back. And it wasn't like a tiny little kitten. It was, mm -hmm. well, I mean, it was still a kitten, but it was not like this. It was, no, really it, was, yeah. it was the size of the box is what I'm trying to get at. And then that's pretty evil. Mm -hmm. And then I should have known by then he was evil. Well, yeah. And then he brings the cat to Arena. She yeah. doesn't takes it carries of course the cat in the box all the way to her place opens the box gives her the cat she doesn't want the cat so he immediately takes the cat puts it back in the box again he's like don't worry about that and then they take <laughs> it to the pet store to well the cat goes the crazy cat. right the cat like, yeah, it uh, really hates her but i mean we're all gonna we're, i don't want to tiptoe around the fact that she's a fucking cat she's a fucking cat all right <laughs> so cats get along sometimes with other cats. I mean, she, she's just one big cat. Why wasn't he, like, really into her, like, Catwoman? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Cat, cats. Like but it's a choice. It's a choice. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Well, it was kind of like all animals were didn't like her. That's right. When they go to the pet store, they all freak yeah. out. I'm not gonna lie to you, like... It's just a wait outside. She's like, just <laughs> give me a nice little canary. 
Yeah, and I'm like, as as soon as like he bought the bird, I was like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Because I like for sure, I for sure thought at some point she was yeah. gonna eat the bird. Well, I mean, she does <laughs> kill it. She like uh, is grabbing at it and trying to grab it, and she's sort of messing with it. Yeah, I think the implication is that she's sort of mm-hmm. like, a cat like a cat, and she's smiling and happy when uh, she's doing it too. And like then the cat, or then the bird has a heart attack and dies. Cats don't like me either. I like cats. I'm a dog person. I like cats too, but cats don't like me. I'm too jittery for cats. It's it's amazing, like how much of everything that happens here could have been avoided if the guy just had all of yarn. Just a big asshole. I know. Well. <laughs> And he is very, like, he's Mr. Like, earnest good guy. Sort of. And he, they have a conversation where uh, she is kind of telling him about how she has a dark past and mm-hmm. where she comes from. There was kind of like, she kind of alludes to bad stuff where she comes from. And then he's like, she says, like, you know, like, I... I feel like, I don't think she says the word depressed, but she kind of like describes being depressed. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, wow, like, I've never had that before. He's like, I've always just been happy my whole life. I remember life. that. I was like, that's too nice, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's too nice. And he was so clueless. Like, he was so genuinely clueless. Like, I've never he's been like, traumatized. Yeah, he's like, I can't even, like, fathom the idea of somebody having, like, something bad in their life. I know, like, you know, you know me, all-star, you know, captain of the football team and the baseball team, mm-hmm. prom king. But you know he did. That's just, like, 1940s thinking. Like, you yeah. know bad shit happened to him. Everybody, but definitely got beat by his and 50s break, he was like, oh, no, I'm totally. <laughs> good like, point, good point. He's lying. He got beat. Totally. Something happened. Yeah, you know, like, back then, it was like, the, if it's the, the 40s, the teacher came him. yeah. If it's the 40s, he probably you know lived through the depression as a small child mm, and yeah, had to yeah, go hungry. Totally. And, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, mm. being involved with traumatizing things like prostitution and whatnot. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is I don't know if uh, yeah, that thinking about it now, it's like because this movie, like I say, is pretty advanced and yeah, has levels. So too, yeah. Now I'm wondering if that was meant to be like BS. When he said that, like, no, was well, he intended maybe. to really be like Mister? Like, I'm totally fine. They never right? give any implication or any indication that he's not 100 percent like all star kind of shit. Yeah, you know what? I think he is meant to be because a big kind of theme of the story is that she is kind of like that. She has this traumatic past, and she's kind of like this. She's got these issues. Mm-hmm. Is kind of a big, you know, like. That f- plays in a lot. So I, he, it probably is intentional that he's meant to sort of be like the opposite of her. Yeah. Oh, oh, but I was going to say, she talks in the movie about being normal and how she wishes she was could just be normal and happy like everyone else. And the that's movie when, has a nasty message when you get fed, when you kind of think about it. Which oh, we can, yeah. can get to later, but yeah. Yeah, no, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's this story next... is pretty dark, ultimately, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, like don't don't date the other don't date the weird girl don't date the traumatized girl <laughs> like jesus christ yeah when you mentioned uh his work wife uh they definitely do the you know like she's normal too like they're both normal. yeah and even though she's like i mean i'm not gonna call her a homewrecker 
because it's not her. She's not the married one. But like, I, you know, another spoiler, uh, there is an affair that happens between the husband or the, 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 the male lead and this woman who works with him. And I was, and I was it's like, emotional affair. do they actually hook up? Though? No, but, but it's like, he's, it's enough to like, say, we're going to put you in a nut house and we're going to go off together. Well, basically when they're like good <laughs> friends at work. And then when he tells her about how he's really into it mm -hmm. and he's going to ask her to marry him, she starts crying. And then she confesses that she's always been in love with him the whole time. Yeah, and I was a little annoyed because I was like, "Girl, you're just—you're the only girl in the office, man. I know, you gotta—you can't be doing this kind of shit. You gotta represent." But I guess. Mm -hmm. And of course, and of course, Oliver was clueless the entire time. And one of the things that's really upsetting is like they just did Irina so wrong. So they get married what within three months of knowing each other or a month? It wasn't even—they actually talk. They bring it they up, right? Because they like have a month or something. Yeah, like they have that party. They have this uh, like a you know um, a rehearsal dinner of sorts, a celebration dinner at a restaurant mm. where like kind of his friends and family are sort of talking. They just met. She's very beautiful, though. Mm -hmm. But they just met. Yeah. And uh, and then there's that weird interaction with this older lady. Was I like there? that. That was good. But it was like another pointless, certain. Right? No, like <laughs> no, no. Like <laughs> this is another thing I wanted to actually call out because I feel like I wonder if this is another. We talk about how this movie has the first is. Some people, I guess, debate that there's another movie that may have, the, the, some people say is the first jump scare, but most people say this one is. But I wonder also, I feel like this movie, I wonder if it introduces this other trope, horror movie trope that we see a lot, which is that scene where she's at dinner and they're doing the thing. And then mm -hmm. she has like the weird, like eye contact, like weird moment where she sees the like creepy lady and then the lady, like, comes up to her and is, like, she says something to her in Serbian and nobody, and, and everyone gets super quiet and it gets all awkward and then she walks off. Uh, you know how they do that in a whole yeah, movie absolutely. where, and I was thinking about it, and usually in the, the harbinger, <laughs> totally, when they do it, a lot of times, the Ooh. main character will have that creepy interaction and then uh, they'll be, like, Hey, did you see that weird person? And then the other person they're with will be like, "What Ooh, person?" What? And the, the creepy person will be gone. They didn't do that, but that's kind of. But no, um, mm -hmm. I think it mattered because uh, she was Serbian, and she said her, "sister" yeah. to her. She recognized her as a Serbian, and I think it, it's all about that like traumatic past in Serbia that it was sort of like reminding her like you're uh, happy yeah. now like you're gonna get married and you're all happy having your party but yeah. you can never escape your past you can't have a normal life mm -hmm. and it's like you know it made me think a lot about like immigrants too mm -hmm. um you know like the conversation now is very like on immigration is oh you know focused on like race but like mm -hmm. back then with like you know in the in the you know we're talking I mean, like, I'm now right now. I'm thinking about Joe's family, mm -hmm. who immigrated from Germany and his other side from like Britain, mm -hmm. and so you're you're having like, and, and then the, the the area where they um, where they settled, there were a lot of people from Slovakia, a lot of people from Poland, mm -hmm. and like you know, just 
for somebody like me that, you know, is kind of, that's a whole nother world for me to, to sort of imagine. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like, you know, it's after like a generation, you know, it's all the same, but like before that, you know, everybody's like so different yeah, and everybody's kind of like sticking to their own or sometimes, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, because this is kind of pointing that out where it's like, you know, she's beautiful, everybody likes her, mm-hmm. but she's not quite the same, is she? Like, she's not quite, you know, you know. No, she has a in thick the, accent. Yeah, she's not in the community, yeah. Yeah, which, which that's. And not never, not everyone is witchcraft ancestors. Well, yeah. If you're cool, you do. Which, you know, <laughs> in those early dates, there's that scene where she tells about the, the past past of Serbia and the cat mm-hmm. people and the king. What's his name? Uh-huh. Can't remember. <laughs> King. Uh, King John. Did you, you remember King? It's, it's King, King John. John. Nice. <laughs> There's a lot of King's names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, basically, uh, John enslaved everyone, and everyone yeah. had turned to, like, witchcraft and devil worship. It's and, uh, yeah. And which, this was a little bit of a weird aspect of the her kind of past with Serbia, because... They talk about that, the you know the, how the village turned to Satanism and all that, but that you know seemed I the way I understood it that was something that happened in the far past, probably like the fifteen hundreds or something. Yeah, like that. that's, that's what I would imagine. Or like, no, this was about twenty years ago. But that, no, because that's right. She was like, and I was a Satan. You're like, well, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, that was the weird kind of confusing thing because then they were relating it to her past and so yeah. I was like, wait. Is she supposed to be 200 years old or was, or did this happen in 1920? <laughs> so, so just, just to confirm it was, uh, his King John's reign okay. was 1526. So then maybe she's very old. <laughs> well, no. So I, so, okay. So I was like, you know, they talk so much in the loot about her past there and everything. And I was kind of thinking it was like a sexual thing, which it, I still kind of think it could have been because of how it's connected the whole thing with her, like becoming like a cat person and becoming violent. They mm-hmm. talk about being like related to sex and things like that. Mm. So I kind of wondered about that, but then I stopped and did a quick check on Google. Cause I remembered that this movie came out in 1942, mm-hmm. which is still while world war two is still going on. That's right. It ended around 45. And so I did a quick check on Serbia during that time. And turns out that Serbia had been fully invaded by the Nazis and that they were doing their whole, you know, like exterminating people and doing that whole thing in Serbia, like pretty strongly during that time. So I was like, oh, like... It's interesting because the movie never mentions World War II at all. So she would have been like a refugee. I mean, depending, do we remember if she mentions when she came to the U.S.? Well, she said she was a kid in Serbia in the movie. So I think it's implied that she must have come either like in her teens or in her childhood or maybe at some point anywhere. But basically it would have been really, really bad there at the time she was there. Mm. And also, you know, at that time, a lot of people escaping out of Europe uh, to get to come to America to get away from Mexico. I mean she was getting sketchy as early as 1933 so mm-hmm. I mean we're talking and five six been... seven years if she's 22 let's mm-hmm. say you know like yeah I mean like we're talking mid-teens like not mm-hmm. not very old but it was Which would also also in, you know 
contribute to the fact that she has such a thick accent. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. She have this if she had been here a longer yeah. time. Yeah, uh, or younger. But also I realized that audiences at the time watching the movie would have known, probably, would have known what she was would have all this to. All this context would have been fresh in their head. Yeah, because it was just... actually happening at the yeah. time. They would have seen Interesting. Yeah. So they would have just been like, oh, right, she's talking about the war and... and the Nazis and stuff like that. But it is kind of interesting, though, that they do not mention the war at all. Like, not even allude not even, to yeah, that's in, Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like, I didn't even think about it. And it would have been, like, every fucking conversation in 1942. Yeah. And if you imagine that it's a year before that, in 1941, like, when they're mm-hmm. filming it or when they're writing it. Like, that's mm-hmm. very top of mind, very topical. Especially at that time, because I'm pretty sure America mm-hmm. was in the war at that point. Because mm-hmm. in yeah. the 30s, you... America entered right. late during the earlier time and they weren't really part of it. Uh, or they, us. <laughs> um, Where are you from, John? <laughs> Cat people. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just like, oh, okay. Like, now I kind of, it makes, it kind of adds something to it, which I didn't, wasn't really connecting at all at that point. But, uh, so, anyways, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about the old lady at the so, restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. they also they said she looks like a cat. She looks oh, like a cat. That's right. And then, of course, mm-hmm. is like, I'm going to turn into a cat, <laughs> which she hadn't yet. You know, and was no. That's what it seemed like at, up until this point. She was only afraid it would happen. Right, and it was it, like that. That fear made it to the point where, like, Irina didn't want to, like, consummate the, the marriage at all. Because she was so fearful that she would actually turn into a cat as soon as they would hook up. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of back and forth with Oliver and Irina uh, about seeking psychiatric help to, you know, try to get, you know, any sort of treatment that they could get for her. Uh, and, you know, there's kind of like that side story with the psychiatrist where, you know, like, he's, like not really believe in anything or not believe in the legend, so to speak. And, you know, he tries to put his moves on her and everything. That doesn't really work out all that well for him because obviously she's the cat. Uh, and, you know, we obviously cat in this is uh, pure evil, which is what the main depiction is in all of this. But, you know, I thought it was interesting, like with it being so tied to sexuality, they never specifically defined like, hey, like if I kiss a man, like, this would happen, but they don't even, like, really veer off into a different direction that they could have gone, but at the time, you know, lesbianism wasn't yeah. a huge thing So, either. wait, they, um... That's an interesting point. They do consummate, though, right? I mean, like, there's that back... In... No, they don't? They never sleep together? They don't. Oh, shoot! Okay, I kind of missed that part. I, I remember, I remember thinking, like, oh... Randomly. It's oh like he brings shit. it up here. And I swear I was trying to pay attention, and I wasn't that drunk. He even does the super nice guy thing where he's like hey like I totally support you like and I understand you don't want to and they sleep in separate bedrooms yeah Yeah. it's like but he's like I do Mm -hmm. want to but like I he even does that where he's like literally like it's cool like I respect that you don't but you know but yeah so he kind of brings it up even here and there and she's just like I'm still angry he couldn't fucking like wait a month yeah. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, because, well, the part that I, that I get so, like, angered by is that he immediately starts this sort of relationship with this other woman. 
And he's only been married for like a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really seriously, motherfucker? Like, it has not been that long. You pushed for this. Well, and she also was has been pretty open about everything, really, like mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, mm-hmm. She even, by the way, confesses to him about when she accidentally kills the bird and then takes it and feeds it to the panther. Remember, she puts it in a box and brings it to the zoo. She even tells him about it when she does it, which I was super surprised about because he asks her, like, pretty cool. So she brings up something. That's so weird. She kind of brings it up but doesn't say what she did. And then he asks her if she mm. did anything. And then she tells him. And I thought for sure she would just say, oh, no, no, I didn't, like, do anything today. But she tells him. And she tells him also about being afraid about being a cat person. So it is kind of messed up that he plows ahead with the marriage. And then when she doesn't want to have sex even after the marriage, he still kind of pushes ahead and is like, what's going on? Like, I don't understand. And it's like, she really never lies to him or tries to deceive him at any point. You feel really bad for Irina. Like, she Mm -hmm. got a bum bum shake there. So when they have this interaction with, the psychiatrist, which I do believe is after the whole pool scene, right? Mm. Or is it before? Well, she goes to see the pool. Initially goes to see it before. Right, so they have to visit, and then he doesn't put the moves on her yet. Well, no, and then he super does the creepy thing where he then shows up at the zoo. He hunts her down and shows up at the zoo and finds her because she didn't come to her next appointment. Mm. And she's like, yeah, I didn't to come to my disappointment because <laughs> I don't think you can really help me. And he was like, I don't really care. Like, I'm I'm still, like, pursuing you anyways. Well, it was, I mean, I thought, I remember thinking, like, oh, how cool that that is an option, going to a psychiatrist and actually working on these issues. I'm like, yay! And then you're like, no! Because yeah. <laughs> the guy's such a creep. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's interesting because it's like... It's like the only reason he got into that line of work was to hit on like, yeah. it's so fucking shitty. <laughs> and he does yep. it immediately. Immediately. She doesn't, he, he clearly, f- like, falls for her and mm-hmm. it oversteps the line on the first meeting with her. And then it feels, is so, like, attracted to her that mm-hmm. he feels compelled to go find her at the zoo. And then, like, uh, and they have this, uh, the, 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 uh, the, not malicious compliance, but the, um, that one little move that women had when guys force themselves on them, where it's like, here's it, I'm, I'm kissing you, and they're like, I'm not kissing you back. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, they're not struggling because it's like, well, what's the fucking point, I guess? But, you know, like, when that's so that, sad. I'm like, oh, my God. When does that, is that the, hus- her husband? No, no, guy? that's the psychiatrist, and that's at the, at the part where she, they get into the fight. Where he oh, goes, later. no, more near the end. More near the right, more near the end, right? That That's doesn't happen right away. In. Sorry, I'm jumping in. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. So, anyways, he, he seeks her out at the zoo, which is a huge red flag. But I was I, this is where I got a little bit mm-hmm. fooled by the movie because back then I didn't know if the people making the movie would understand because psychology is pretty new mm-hmm. in the 1940s, yeah. like. What's his name? Like Freud is yeah. like late eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a common thing to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist back then. 
And so I didn't know whether the filmmakers like understood how big of a like red flag it was for the doctor to come find her at the zoo and be like, I'm, I don't care. Like if you want to see me or not, I think Freud was later too, actually. Maybe. Yeah, it could be. I'm not sure. but, (laughs) But, um, and so I was like, you know, by today's standards, this is super sketchy what he's yeah. doing. But I don't know if the movie is maybe trying to portray him as being like Mr. Like, I, I'm i so smart and I'm so, like, mm-hmm. confident that I know this is the right thing to do. And her. that, like, the only reason he fell for her was because of her cat-like allure. Yeah. Not her special powers. Right, right, exactly. Because he's almost like a, uh, like, he kind of reminded me of, like, a Van Helsing type of, mm. if this were, like, one of the other universal horrors, he'd be, like, Van Helsing almost, where he's the doctor who's, like, and Van Helsing is like this in Dracula, where he's super arrogant and super self-assured, and he's just like, this is what's going on, and this is how we fix the problem, you know? And so I wasn't sure if they were sort of, if we, if the movie was on if the side of the If he was supposed to be doctor. an asshole or not, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, what's that? It's uh, 1886. Oh, no, you're oh, right. 1886. Well, pretty much. <laughs> but still, like, that's, you know, it's still super new. It wasn't mm-hmm. really until, like, the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. where that became more socially acceptable, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so we we basically mm-hmm. had like the first psych oh, treatment. Oh, and also her sitting in the tub. Um, Do you guys not be like? Oh, she, she's like crying in the bathtub. Well, she's crying in the bathtub and that, she's naked. And, well, because she's in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like, is that allowed? It's <laughs> because mm-hmm. her bare shoulder yeah, and back. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I think that was after one of the times that her husband tried to have sex with her too. Yeah, probably. Down. Yeah. Which, you know, mm-hmm. this is, like, and probably a good time to bring up, like, I, this is, like, I feel like this movie is, like, the more kind of thoughtful, advanced version of The Wolfman. Where, okay. in The Wolfman, you know, it's a super traditional, basic, universal horror movie, but there is kind of that theme of, like, uh, that every man has that beast inside and that you have to be civilized and be act like a person or else like if you let that beast out then you know you can do bad things which is kind of like the wolf man but mm-hmm. that kind of theme is a little bit like it's not super prominent or explored that much it's still kind of a wolf man movie and for her it's based on sexuality and but, and, this but is really like, it's heightened emotion too because mm-hmm. she turns into a cat without Getting it, so mm-hmm. it, I think it's a lot about like past trauma, and, you know. Oh yeah, and trying to sort of become mm-hmm. get past that past trauma and become like a normal person and have a, a life where you interact with other people and you have a husband. And mm-hmm. You can be happy and, and people, you let people into your mm-hmm. let, let people in and how dangerous that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean they did, and the only reason I bring up the whole sexual component is because. She was concerned that if she was with the dude, that, that that would happen. But really, honestly, it's it's mostly like somebody getting close to her. Because if, if the cat came out with a psychiatrist, although he did attack her, um, then, then maybe it was just, you know, anybody getting close. Well, what we see is the first 
time the cat comes out is uh at the pool well yeah which is a great scene and an really iconic great scene, yeah. scene and another scene that's been mimicked in many other horror movies uh but um but to also to what you're saying uh her husband what's his name again oliver mm-hmm. like he really kind of starts to become a dick mm-hmm. because as they sort of have troubles in their marriage, he gets closer and closer with his work wife mm-hmm. to the point that they go, remember they go hang out at the museum Yeah, and she's, Irina's like the third wheel. Yeah. Like they, that like, was fucked the up. Guy in the work wife was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And go downstairs. You might have more fun down there. Lost. I'm looking at the boats and he's like, no, no, no. But then she's like, okay. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm like, oh, Irina, no. And there's a few. Well, it's interesting too because, like, even when she does like move away from the group, like she's in like the Egyptian area of the museum, so you see like mm-hmm. the pharaohs and the cats on top of which. It, so I have to call out. I'm glad you brought that up. I do have to call out the fact because they do a cool shot where she walks down the stairs and you see the um, that Egyptian god. And she kind of turns and looks, and they're both kind of looking in the same. They're kind of drawing the comparison between her yeah. and the. But I gotta call out the fact that that's not a cat. That's a, <laughs> no, it's that's a, a jackal, her jackal which is a dog. Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they figured it kind of like, looks like hey, a cat. Close enough. <laughs> so, yay! You know, Egyptians and cats—they have that whole thing. Everybody knows. No, everybody will make it in action. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> But, uh, but then, yeah, so, and then, so this brings us up to the jump scare to talk about the jump scare. Yes. So you didn't even notice the jump scare. I think I miss it. Well, I mean, I remember that, um, has this happened before or after the pool? Because this happens before. to the, the housewife. I'm sorry, the workwife. This is before. Well, this, is a- this is after Irina catches Alice and Oliver. That's right. Uh, at the restaurant. And then she ends up following mm-hmm. her back to her place. And, you know, they do the whole, like, lawn chase scene where she's, like, constantly, like, looking back behind her, thinking that someone's following her, which and then she looks at the isn't tree, the case. And she look, and the buses come, she looks at the tree. And I miss the cat's jump scare, I think. Or maybe I saw it, but it didn't register as, like, something special in my head. Well, th- another, so that's another iconic horror thing. I don't want to, like, keep saying this movie somehow invented everything, but that's another <laughs> iconic horror thing where you have the woman <laughs> is walking down the sidewalk, yeah. and then she hears the, the footsteps behind her, and she's speeding looks, up, and, and yeah, yeah. there's nobody back there, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's usually not healed. But then the jump scare is that she is on the sidewalk, and she kind of stops for a moment and looks, and then all of a sudden the bus pulls up. Oh, it's like the yes. wheel of the air brakes. I did. That I did catch. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I kept thinking you said mm-hmm. a cat was involved. No, no, not in the jump scare. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because that's what I was like, I don't remember a fucking cat. But I remember, like, out of nowhere the bus was there. And mm-hmm. then, like, yeah, you get scared, but then immediate relief because mm-hmm. there's somebody there to help her. And, to, mm-hmm. and then she's like, where are you going? Who cares? Let me just get on the bus. And, uh, yes, I did catch that. But I didn't, um, I was surprised because it wasn't one more, one second it was, wasn't was there. And then the next mm-hmm. it was. I didn't count that as a jump scare, but you're right. It is a jump scare. Mm. And a benign one at that. Yeah, and it's a mm-hmm. false one, which, of course, mm-hmm. is a classic horror trope. I was waiting for a cat. I thought, like, a black cat was going to jump out of somewhere and scare like somebody. Like alien. Like alien. Uh, but, it, but that is, I mean, we not only jump scares in general, but that specific jump scare has been repeated in other movies. 
movies too, where like a vehicle, where someone's on in the road or on a sidewalk, and then all of a sudden a vehicle just appears out of nowhere. And like was somebody get, getting, or somebody getting hit by a or bus. They get hit, yeah, <laughs> like in Final Destination, like, <laughs> one of the best scenes ever. That that's mm-hmm. been done so much, like getting hit by a bus out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. We're like, wow, that really like just a lot of bad bus drivers out there, I guess. Totally. They can't see somebody like standing in the fucking street. Yeah, people don't get hit by buses that much. No, they do not. I mean, in real life, at least here, uh, you don't really, that's not like a common thing. But, uh, I also like how, like, when she first gets on the bus, the, the bus driver's just, she's like, did you see that? And then the guy's just, like, very dismissive. <laughs> like, are you riding or what? <laughs> Which, it's like, uh, but I mean, what is he supposed to even see anyways? Just well, because he just keeps there. looking at the tree that's, like, waving, like, or, like, the branches are sort of waving in the wind. You're like, what? There's nothing there. Like, maybe, maybe there's a cat there, but what am I supposed yeah. to look at yet? Mm-hmm. Get on the fucking bus. And then... That's then we do then get to the pool at that point. That was my favorite scene. I mean, it's it was just so well done, very classy, very artistically. Super iconic scene. And, oh. Oh, no, just, yeah. I was just going to say, too, that um, that you get some really sassy acting from the receptionist. <laughs> that was so hilarious. I'm like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> she was kind of an asshole. She was, but, well, not exactly an asshole, but she was just very, um, she was a little on the not exactly crass, but she was like, I don't know, like, what do you want? Yeah, you got it. You yeah, this one, man. Like, she just had such a like. I'm from the city, you see. Yeah, but she <laughs> I was did, like, okay. She did, like the woman in the pool was like screaming for a while, and she doesn't really react. She's like, oh, well, should I do something? Oh, maybe, <laughs> should I go down there and see what she's doing? I don't know. Yeah, so she uh, our, she goes to the pool. She and then that other one where. Swim. Um, she gets frightened by the... No, that happens later. So she goes for a swim, and uh, and then she starts hearing noises, and mm-hmm. she starts seeing the shadow of a, of a large, mm-hmm. uh, large cat. And so she starts freaking out. And I start freaking out, too, because I'm like, oh my god, is there going to be a big fucking cat? Because I was really excited to see a big fucking cat. And then she jumps into the water, and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But then it's because I mean cats can swim. <laughs> but I think I think they were going on that idea. There's like that. It's weird because there's that general idea of that cats don't like water. Oh, okay. But then in real life, though, they, they don't mean, get There's a lot of cats that don't mind water at all. If Especially they, big cats. You can see like tigers and panthers swimming in the water. They gotta get from point A to point B. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she gets in the water and, and I was I was kind of hoping that there'd be like a big cat in that scene mm-hmm. and so you get this anticipation like the build up and she's freaking out and you're seeing shadows and you're hearing noises yeah. and she's the only one there and because it's a pool and it's all tiled like the echoiness yeah. of it was really neat too yeah it amped it kind of amped it up her screams yeah the, with the reverb in the that was cool pretty cool sound and just like the shadows and light the water and the, and then of course it's not it a did kind of make my hair stand up a little bit when she was screaming because just how it sounds is like mm. so well done. Ah. And, <laughs> and yeah, the, I, she it looked really great. The uh, like cinematography when they show her in the water and right. like her face, she's kind of just barely keeping her face above the water, even though like she's not in danger of drowning. But oh, but you know what you could assume because I've done it myself. I'm not a strong swimmer. I can barely you know tread water. 
um, you can the more freaked out you are, the more you're thrashing, mm -hmm. and the more you're you're mm -hmm. depleting your energy, and mm -hmm. and so I mean I'm not I don't think that that's what they were going for. Like oh she might drown. It was but in my head I'm like oh no you can fucking if if you're scared of the water like I am, and so you all your muscles are always all tense as you're trying to move yeah. through and yeah. Well, I was also thinking that she was mm -hmm. trying to stay like as much under the water as possible because she was thinking the cat wouldn't get her if she was yeah, under the water. True. Is what she, I think she was thinking. And then, of course, there is no big cat, although there was a shadow. It was exciting. I got really hear into it. Some you hear it. Uh, snarling. And then it turns out, nope, it's Irina. Yeah. And that was very cool. And then the, and, and the, and the mm -hmm. employees come down and I, I was kind of surprised because, uh, I mean, it, you know, it's kind of typical, but the, they asked if she wanted help or anything. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I just thought that it was uh, something else, but it turns out it was just, mm -hmm. that. but the thing is at that point, she was, I think she was starting to be worried about Irina because yeah, there was some stuff. Yeah, two now scenes of her, like. Mm -hmm. But I kind of thought she might not blow it off as much and that she would I was kind of surprised that she wasn't like still like oh no no because actually there's that really great and moment that I loved where she's in the pool and she realizes it's Irina and she goes towards the ladder to get out of the pool and Irina Irina walks over and st stands next to the ladder and then she swims away from the ladder and goes back to the center of the pool because she's scared of her uh, which was really well done but yeah I was like. She's going to ask for help because she's scared of Irina at that point. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Irina leaves and she gets out. And that's another moment where you see her in her like wet swimsuit and it looks pretty skin tight. And I was like, is that allowed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's looking very, very sexy. <laughs> Even though it's like the most unsexiest bathing suit. The, the big one. Piece. The big one. The big. With like the rocket. The bra. romper. <laughs> the romper with the rocket boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they of course they have this cool scene where um, uh, the attendant picks up her bath her, or her robe and it's all shredded oh, to yeah, shit yeah. and it's like <gasps> which was a kid. Mm -hmm. which leads to you know one of the big sort of like things they play with in the movie the question of you know is she really like a creature that or a being that turns into a cat or is this like a psychological oh, thing where she, that's her it's like she, it's her kind of going crazy at that you know what i mean like oh, right. like she was the one walking around the pool being acting like the cat and being crazy uh because we hear i mean the character it's not just us like the viewer the character the woman hears the right. cat noises and sees the shadows and stuff so was someone was making those noises mm -hmm. whether it was an actual her in cat form or arena being a or arena being crazy or one thing i thought but the, i think i don't think this anymore but i was really wondering if cuz they make a big deal about uh, when the psychologist goes to the zoo and finds her, he goes, uh, he says, like, oh, I was watching you, and I saw that you were thinking about taking the key out of the cat's cage and letting, opening the door and letting the cat out. Like, you, I know you were thinking mm -hmm. about doing that. 
And then later she has a really cool nightmare with really cool animated cats. Yeah, that was, awesome. that was neat. And then they they do that classic spiral thing that they always do in old movies. Uh, and they show the key. Right. And I was thinking with the pool scene, did she go and let the cat out? Oh, and yeah. And then, like, lead the cat to... Because she had sort of developed this mm-hmm. relationship with Yes, the cat and I was like, that's cat. a really long way to kill somebody. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't want... Yeah, because she, yeah, she didn't have the key she, at that yeah, point, too, when she got to the pool. That was a cool little scene of her, like, you know, distracted mm-hmm. zookeeper, taking mm-hmm. the key, just walk away. Like, <laughs> okay. And that was the thing, is because, you know, there is this, like, kind of psychological thing. Like, is she crazy? Is she really a cat? Or, but then it may be this third component of, like, or is she somehow... But at the end, that kind of disproves that. Well, right. the end to the very end, but... Right. What happens at the very end kind of disproves that theory. But it felt like they were making that mm-hmm. point where it's like, she's actually, she's not turning into a cat. She's got these psychological problems and now she's going to go to the zoo. Because we see her feed the cat, the, mm-hmm. the bird. And there's also a scene where the cat's being fed meat and she kind of like That's right. is checking it out. And so I was like, oh, maybe... This is going to be like her letting the cat out to run amok and kill people, you know. That would have been neat, actually. <laughs> but no, but no, but we won't jump to there. But not quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at this point, uh, Irina is basically not afraid anymore. Uh, she goes to confide in Oliver to, uh, you know, tell him the news. Like, okay, we can like move on. You know, we can move forward with our lives. And Oliver's like. Nope. Too little, too late. I am in love with the work wife, Alice. I intend to divorce you. <laughs> and it's and, like, holy they have shit. The, like, he uh, goes and has a conversation with the psychiatrist. Who has... He he's has this conversation with the psychiatrist who has fully already overstepped yeah. the bounds pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So his, Is this the, the conversation with Alice? No. Oliver in the psychiatrist because I was very offended by that. Yeah, that's messed up. I'm like, too, you assholes, you met without me and you're talking about me and because you're gonna divorce me. And with his girlfriend. With his girlfriend. I would have done a lot more than Irina, but put it that way. Mm-hmm. But that conversation is super fucked up because, uh, and this is real, by the way. Uh, he has the husband has full power to commit her to an asylum but for the rest of her life. if he commits her, he can't divorce her. Right, right. So they're like, ooh. <laughs> which, you, the, the psychiatrist suggests getting the marriage annulled, which yeah. I was like, do that, because they haven't had sex, so they, mm-hmm. they haven't they consummated yeah. the marriage, so you can have it annulled legally at that point. Like, it's it's an asshole thing to do, but at least she would be as free as him. They would right. be completely... It's a, Annulled means the marriage never happened in the eyes of the law and religion, which is kind of funny in the religion part. But, uh, convenient. Convenient. <laughs> but, uh, that would have been the better option because at least she would have just gone back to being on her own and being yes. okay again. You know, or not okay, but at least being free. But, well, I the- guess they were supposed to meet her. She was supposed to be at the restaurant, and then they're like, well, she's not coming. Or was that no 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 that was at the that was at the apartment right 
She was supposed to meet um, Oliver and Alice at the apartment. She never showed up, right? The, uh, the Is that, psychiatrist. That's the part where the psychiatrist hit his cane in their apartment yeah. so that he could make up a lie to go back yes. and leave the door unlocked. And then they end up at a restaurant talking about her. And then he goes to the apartment to pick up the cane after he's already... No, yeah, he goes there. And I can't remember he what goes, Alice and Oliver do. He goes back to leave the door unlocked so he can sneak mm-hmm. back later and, and see Irina and try to convince her to hook up with him. Which is so fucked up because they have a conversation about <laughs> the, the husband, you know, he's too nice to divorce her. And so he wants to do the correct thing and just have her committed to an insane asylum for the rest of her life. Like, that's so messed up. You've He's known like, her for three months and you haven't committed? <laughs> like, holy shit. And bear in mind, when they have that conversation, Irina hasn't actually done anything yet. Just talked a little crazy. When she's been a little crazy. She's talked a little crazy. And she's had this cool thing that he, like, is vague enough. Like, nothing literally happened. She didn't actually attack the yeah. other woman. It she was just a tense a situation. A she scared her. But she, so Maria hasn't actually done anything really. And incidentally, like, this is the woman that is trying to take her husband, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Yeah, and she's, a lot of what she's mad about is the, the fact that he's basically, like, splitting, he's, like, emotionally splitting off from Irina and going towards. Yeah, and I might be more, you know, emotionally stable now that I wouldn't, like, you know, slash tires and, like, ruin somebody's life. But Holly at 22 would have fucking done some damage, you know? Like, (laughs) you know, I hadn't learned about consequences that much yet. (laughs) But it's also kind of awfully convenient that, like, in this kind of traditional 1940s world where, like, marriage and staying married is all that matters, that it's okay for him to be, like, we're not having sex, and this is a huge problem. Well, that's why I also brought up the whole, like, oh, you know, she um, she's a foreigner, you know, like, she's not quite with it. And so the movie makes it sound like it's okay to do this to her. These are the good guys. Alice and Oliver are the mm-hmm. good guys, even yeah. though they're in this, uh, let's just say they haven't banged, unconsummated relationship. That is a very real relationship. Mm-hmm. They're planning on putting her in an insane asylum so they can be together, or divorcing her so they can be together. Totally. So this is a cheating... This yeah, is cheating, yeah. you know? Like, his motives are not pure. Yeah, you're supposed to, like... I mean, like, you haven't even but tried that hard. Are, which makes it worse. They've only been, to, like, married for, like, a month or less or some shit like that, right? They've been, they've been married for a month. He's not even trying to help her. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, here's Alice. We're just going to figure this out. I want the best for you over there. And it's just, uh, it, it's just really weird that in a in such a conservative, theoretically conservative space, that this is the honorable outcome. Like yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah. If there's no like, uh, you know, they send her. There's no concept of couples therapy. It, yeah. It's this is her problem. Yeah. Therapist, but not him. He's perfectly fine. You know. This is why sex before marriage is so important. Yeah. You really got to make sure all those fucking kinks are worked out. Well, I mean, seriously, though, right? Because right? that's the entire source of his... From his perspective, that's the entire... Well, I mean, she does talk about turning into a cat, but <laughs> his main problem, though, really seems to center around... He didn't seem to give a shit about that, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, well, Irina's crazy, but by by definition, it technically makes her hotter. But at the same time, like, if he hooks up with Alice, you know, that pussy's yeah. not going to kill you, unlike the other and, one. And not only that, but he's a doctor. <laughs> uh, when the when the husband says, "Okay, I'm going to have her committed," mm-hmm. the doctor is immediately says, "Okay, I will have the papers drawn up, and we'll do that." But then he immediately after that tries to have sex with her immediately after being like i in which you know he really was drawing up the papers it's to have her committed he was just just like to make one last chance well that's the part where it's like you're at this point you're so discredited there's no way that your word would ever stand against mine that it doesn't matter what i do to you Mm. that's so fucking mean it's totally glad she killed him and also the movie was too the movie was basically made it okay that that she killed him like that was the sort of fuck that was like the you know how like it, the 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 moral compass that's where it was pointed at like it's okay that he's dying because he did this shit. Well, and it's also it's also the, the movie is wrong. definitely like the for sure the movie is also saying that and they're saying that her like having this issue of this like past trauma that makes because they don't even think she actually is turning into a cat or that that's even a real thing from mm-hmm. their perspective, the doctor and the husband right. and the work wife, they all think this is psychological mm-hmm. because of her background, because of whatever she went through in the past. So they know that this is psychological and not really like a supernatural thing, at least from their perspective. Uh, so when they are uh, the movie is definitely taking this perspective of like the the answer to that problem is to have a person committed to an asylum you know which in fairness you know in the 40s they thought you know this people get help in those asylums we know it now since that people don't the conditions in those places were terrible and people yeah. weren't helped at all but the movie back then they're definitely like oh no 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 we don't need to like try to get her more psychological help or get her like therapy or try to help the situation. The solution is just to lock her up at this point. And I really think the the movie, the writer of the movie, actually, they were like, yeah, yeah, no, this is kind of the right thing for to happen to this character. You know, I was trying to, I was starting to consider more what you were saying before about, you know, the, the fact that, you know, we're, too wasn't really spoken about in the movie and wondering maybe if the conversation around trauma is based on that and sort of like a you know a, approaching it from the side and not directly to be more mm-hmm. i don't know so that that's i don't know does that make sense like you know that this might be the trauma they're talking about or do you think that's just too much too much unfounded depth that i'm attributing to this movie so part of me wondered if the past trauma in serbia was like a weird dated 1940s kind of bigotry in terms mm, of okay because there is definitely a thing back then in these movies where it's like if you come from a place like serbia or romania some eastern european place mm-hmm. that like ooh, like the mysterious exotic eastern europe like that's where like people believe in dracula and the wolfman like it almost it felt like the movie was sort of taking I was wondering if the movie was taking a position of like 
the mere fact that she comes from Eastern Europe and that this is like the place where it's the land of like superstitions and people are, people are sort of more like into folklore and tradition and superstition. Mm -hmm. And, Oh, like she's just this kind of silly girl from Eastern Europe who has these weird ideas about turning into a cat because that's what they say will happen in her culture. And she just needs to get with the modern times in America and realize you're not going to turn into a cat. Like you only think that because you're Serbian. But everybody should know there are no silly girls in Eastern Europe. Right. <laughs> but, but I do kind of think, okay. <laughs> but I do think like, I think they may have been to actually referring to World War II and the Nazi and just shit going on over there at that time. Cause... Maybe, yeah. I mean, but I feel like, you know, a movie like this would have been a little, had a more heavier of a hand if that was the case with the topic, but it was, hmm. Not, so, well, you know, hmm. interestingly, hmm. let me add, there's another universal horror movie that came out around this time and I'm forget. Oh, it's called The Black Cat. And that movie is specifically about a guy, Bela Lugosi, who his, came from Eastern Europe during World War II to America to escape, had been in a concentration camp. His wife was killed in a concentration camp. And he confronts uh, Boris Karloff, who was a camp guard that he knows was involved in killing his wife. Wow. And then it's like this whole murder plot. And it came out around the same time, and that movie deals directly and specifically with World War II and concentration camps. That's and pretty that stuff. It sounds pretty amazing, actually. So the, the fact that this movie doesn't mention it, I think was more of a specific choice than, than not mentioning it for some cultural reason. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. clearly they weren't afraid to mention it in this other movie. Right. So that's, so yeah. So that, so maybe we're looking for something that's not there. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to say. It's interesting. I think the filmmaker was French. He has a French name. So oh. that's interesting because obviously they were invaded pretty heavily by the Nazis as well. Uh, but I don't know. No, it, I, I'm a little losing track. <laughs> Rambling a little bit. No, it is interesting. Yeah, in terms of the past trauma, that's what we're kind of mm -hmm. talking about. Are they? Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, T? What did you? Yeah, what did you think when you were watching? What did you think the her past trauma was when you were watching the movie? <sighs> you know, it's it's hard to say because like they didn't really like dive into it too much. But I mean, obviously, like the the psychiatrist just assumed that it was like childhood trauma. But you know, it's not something that they really it's explored. Because really, it really it's kind of hard feel to say. Like they were trying to center it around the superstitions of mm -hmm. where she came from, yeah. and that she was wrapped up in these superstitions. <laughs> but that feels it's weird because this movie is more is deeper than that. Like, it feels like they were going deeper with what was going on with her than that. But it does feel like that's what... Maybe the filmmaker just felt like, because it's the 40s... Because obviously people back then, actual people, were more advanced than what you see in movies from the 40s. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. They had to restrict themselves. Yeah. 
because of that stuff. So maybe he was just restricting himself because he really couldn't, point, yeah. or the censors were just being like, you can't talk about that or you can't bring this topic up or whatever. You know, more savage, more sexual, more everything. Mm. They partied harder. It's, Less rules. <laughs> Less regulations. Yeah, with with like the the lore being like witchcraft based, it made me wonder whether or not like her family or just like the people mm -hmm. in general from that area were just cursed to actually become like the cat people in this case. Like maybe it wasn't something that, you know, they just kinda like delved into when they were exploring. Right. There you know, was Satanism. this kind of implication that so there was Satanist, yeah. And that even though that king sort of rid the town, like fi helped fix the town, that there were still people who might be like Satan. There could still be this element in the town Satan? of Satan and, mm. and witchcraft. And kind of connecting with that woman at the restaurant, who the creepy lady, that maybe she was a witch or something like that. You mm -hmm. know, She might have been kind of sinister. But what are the odds you meet, like, one other Serbian woman in the restaurant and she also happens to be a Satanist cat? The thing I loved in that scene, by the way, just to go back to that scene, when when the that woman makes things awkward and things get kind of quiet, the, the, literally the entire restaurant, everybody in the restaurant stops talking and everybody looks at her. Like, literally every mm -hmm. single person in the restaurant is looking at the woman. <laughs> Yeah, there, there was definitely a scene in this that reminded me, um, well, this is witch-related and also cat-related, and also witch-cat-related. Uh, when they turned around and, like, they noticed that the door is closed, even though it was, like, open before, it just made me think of Haosu. Because they go about, like, you know, any old cat can open the door, but right. only a witch cat. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Maybe that could I wonder if that, that could be, like, actual witch cat lore from other from Europe too, maybe. That would have been nice to get a little bit more lore. Huh? And there was there was a certain amount of lore. It, they kept it so deliberately vague though. Yeah. They really did. Particularly since it turned out to be real. It does make it kind of time because <laughs> uh, you can apply you can kind of it the movie kind of lets you think of any possible thing that could have happened mm -hmm. to her in her past. You know, it could be anything. Mm -hmm. You just know whatever it was was really bad because she's messed up from it. All right, well, let's talk about that awesome scene where we have the one murder. Well, there's two murders, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the final. The final, like, you know, the final act mm -hmm. where the psychiatrist has gone back to the apartment to sort of, uh, to see her mm -hmm. and he does end up, you know, you know, coming face to face with her. And meanwhile, and so he, he goes there because he, I mean, they've already decided that they're going to, you know, put her in an institution, mm -hmm. but he goes there to fuck with her, literally. Try to hook up with to, her. Try to hook up with her, right. And meanwhile, Alice and Oliver are in a restaurant worried about the psychiatrist being alone with Irina. It's so I'm like, up. you guys are such jerks. <laughs> like, they're so mean. So uh, here's the psychiatrist alone with Irina. Tells her how, like, I can't remember the words that he uses. Does he tell her that he's really attracted to her, that he loves her? The doctor? Yeah. I don't remember. 
I just remember he was like so he's super arrogant and about it in a way that like it was odd. It was you know, he was trying to hook up with her but not being nice to her or trying to like be understanding with her or being like he wasn't trying to be like your husband doesn't understand you, but I do or anything like that. It was more We could have aligned like, together. Yeah. More like so sexy. Yeah, My God, that's so sexy. Isn't that when he then <laughs> tries to kiss her and she just goes blank? Well, no, he kisses her, but then she does the whole, like... She just stares off and doesn't... Like, that's when she goes, it's like, she goes Hulk mode at She that goes point, Hulk basically. mode. <laughs> and then uh, he, uh, she, well, he backs, or, or there's a, I can't remember if he, if he does anything to her. Um, basically, like, at some like he backs away and then you basically assume that she's turned into a cat. That's when she you hear cat noise the roar. The right. Roar. And then he pulls out like the cane has like a like wait, what is it? Does he has a sword cane. Yeah, okay. And um they start fighting and Which oh not just to quickly interrupt. Not only do the couple, the husband and his work wife, are they worried about the doctor, but they're like remember they're like Oh, but doctor, like you're gonna go see Irina. Are you armed? And he's like, Oh yeah, actually, I don't carry a gun, but I have my sword cane. <laughs> it's like, dude, they're actually worried that she's gonna uh, do something to him. They don't know she's a cat. And again, she Very hasn't. Insane. At this point, she hasn't done, done anything, anything to yeah. anyone yet. Yeah. <laughs> She's just like some twenty-something-year-old. So, anyways, go. On. So, oh right. So we have a, a good uh, a good scene where he is attacked by the cat. You don't actually see the cat. You just see mm. sort of like right. You see him catch a couple of glimpses of the cat. Right, glimpses, bit. but not much. And he's attacked, and uh, there's a, 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 a scuffle, fight in the apartment, and things get disheveled, and he ends up uh, down and and killed. And, uh, but then his sword is broken off, right? Mm -hmm. and they find him. Right. And so, um, mm -hmm. Oliver and Alice come back to help the doctor. <laughs> and Irina's coming down the stairs and she, it looks like she's holding her coat over her shoulder. Yeah. And she comes down a little quicker and hides behind a plant uh, and a landing mm -hmm. as they're going up the stairs. And they miss her. And they miss her. And then she goes back to the zoo, right? But also, I wanted to quickly add that, uh, you know, you kind of see the cat a little bit. You do literally see, like, a, a I don't know if it's a real big cat or, like, a stuffed animal that they were throwing around on the set. But you catch a couple of gl mm -hmm. glimpses. But the cool thing was that um, she has a black dress on, and she has a, like, shawl type of thing. Or something over her shoulder, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is, like, a black fur. And so it kind of looks right. like the like cat, cat, yeah. You know? Kind of mix. So again, it's sort of like, you know, is she actually turning into a cat or is she just going to fall on him and just attacking him? Yeah. Know? So she goes back to the zoo and to and go look at the, the cat. cat she left to let the cat. Yeah, out. and uh, and then she drops down, and then well, the cat jumps out and hits her. Mm, at, right. Like it leaps out of the cage and sort of swipes mm -hmm. at her as it goes by her. I guess 
is the killing blow, even though we've been really, I feel like it's less of a killing blow, yeah. more of like kind of she's on the ground now, she doesn't have any energy, and she's it not. knocks her down. Yeah. And that's Although when maybe you find out his yeah. sword, the yeah. half of his sword is through her. And then Oliver and, and Alice show up and, and see her, and they're like, I guess she was telling the truth the whole time. And the cat gets hit by a car right away. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He gets run over by a fucking car. I was a little bit, I guess, I was a little confused by that, but I guess I do understand it, because it's sort of like, she got killed. It's like she had her tussle and got killed, got the sword through her and got killed. They're not meant to be and the cat, amongst other people. They're meant to be alone in the forest or in the jungle. It, it went the, the sort of parallel between this her and the world cat. This terrible world is going to destroy them. Yeah. The, <laughs> the cat out in the regular world gets killed and yeah. her like out in the regular world. But they didn't belong in captivity. They didn't belong out in the mm-hmm. in the streets. You yeah. Know, there's no space for them in this world anymore. They, they should have. <laughs> I guess the illusion. The illusion is that they should have both been in their natural habitat. <laughs> yeah. Although it doesn't weird. exist anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, exactly. Making some kind of point about that. But it was. <laughs> or they both just needed to be locked up. In a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's the other way to look at it. But, you know, it's. It's it it's it's ironic to me just the fact that like you know out of all of the weaponry that that they could have gone with it right was the same yeah depiction as like well, her initial it's the form. it's the statue of the statue I just you just made me realize the statue oh right with the cat impaled on the sword that's her that's her she's impaled on the sword mm-hmm. which is weird because that's a little weird because the knight the story of that king was that he rid the village of the satanic evil cat people and her being killed by the sword well, sword is that she was like the cat person consider it like conquering rather than like you know Christianity just sort of conquering yeah. and taking over and there was no space in this world for, for the cats Yeah, and yeah. in the same way that there's no space in this world for her Yeah, <laughs> hey, Rita. I know it's a, it's a really dark mm-hmm. story it's so sad <laughs> that's the weird thing is it's like I feel like it, I guess it is probably meant to be like a dark, sad story where we feel bad for her. But it, it's almost kind of weird because the she way wants that to lock they, her up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and the way that we were meant to sort of feel bad <laughs> for the doctor, it seems like the filmmakers wanted us were to we? feel bad for the doctor being when? killed. I don't get Maybe not. I, I kind of got the whole like he's got it coming, unless you think he that. He definitely did have it coming. Unless you think. Uh, that the part where he kissed her was more to indicate that her her wild, you know, nature was so seductive to him that he couldn't help himself, which is bullshit. But, uh... Well, I mean, he even said, like, he right, didn't believe yeah. that Because their she whole was position, the doctor and the husband, everyone's in the white, their all position was that it's all BS. You know, yes. that she's just hung up. And that would have been my position as well. Yeah. I mean, in fairness. But that's the thing. I mean, it feels like one of the big themes of this movie is that, you know, everybody was just trying to be like, including Irina herself, was just trying to be like, oh, like, forget all that past stuff. Forget your past. Forget that weird stuff that happened in your past. Just be normal and happy now. Like, you're 
cool now. Like, you can just get past it. Mm-hmm. It really felt like that was kind of, they were all, like, doing that. And uh, and that, you know. And you can't convince me that if you would have put out Alice and Oliver, it wouldn't have happened. No, and I think that's why the kiss ultimately is what why she went super crazy. Because the husband had never gone that far with her. He always mm-hmm. been respectful of the fact that she didn't want to do anything. But the doctor went there and fully kissed her, and she was just like, "Now you're yeah." That's where she was just like, "Okay, now you're dead." <laughs> and yeah, so that's why I also felt like it was like sex. Whatever happened, you know, aside from the World <laughs> War Two stuff, um, that whatever happened in her past was there was like a sexual part of it because it was definitely like the sex was the thing that was really gonna like. Unleash the beast, mm-hmm. and the thing that she was kind of the most afraid of. She didn't want to like go there because she knew something bad would happen, or opening up in a, a sense of passion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which it did, it, it, even though if it was like the negative side of it, it was like revenge at the passion level to kill the doctor, which he definitely deserved. Because he had a coming. Yeah, that's the thing. I can't tell if we were meant to feel bad for the. Yeah, doctor. I feel like we're like we're not meant to feel bad. But also, I'm not entirely convinced that I'm right about that. But what do that, you think, T? <laughs> yeah. For sure. But they do yeah. do the happy ending where the the guy and Ooh. the one happily ever after. Sorry, maybe I'm just internalizing way too much. I think I, 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 I sided way too hard with Irina. And put myself in her shoes. And I was like, no, someone's but... going to take my husband because I didn't feel like putting out for a month. Fuck you. <laughs> but that's another question I have related to the other question is, do the filmmakers realize, like, how dark the story is? Or do the filmmakers sort of feel like, oh, there is an element where Irina should have died, where she kind of deserved to die, and that was justice. You know what I mean? I or feel like, yes. was it meant to fully be a tragedy that she died? So, because um, the the fact that Oliver and Alice end up together and live happily, yeah, yeah, theoretically happily ever after, that that alone like tells me like things ended where they should have. Like she was never meant to, live. you know what I yeah, mean? To the, yeah. it's like that's fuck you, you know? Yeah. Like I yeah, I'm definitely personalizing this. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like uh, Oliver and uh, what's her name? Alice. Alice. I feel like Oliver and Alice, like, ten years later, like, they, they're they happily married. They've been happily married for, like, ten kids, years. Yeah. And they have kids and everything. And every once in a while, like, when they have a dinner party, they'll, like, bring up, like, the weird girl that he used to date before. Or, like, if they see a cat walking across their, their fucking, like, you know, they'll path. Like, <laughs> they get freaked out. Yeah. Alice would just turn to him and be like, hey, remember when you stuffed these in boxes? That's definitely like that old school <laughs> mentality yeah. people had towards pets. Where, put them in a box. Yeah, like put some holes in it. Like back in the day, you would like go to the county fair and get like a, um, a fisher. If, well, a goldfish, which is even a modern thing, but. Yeah, uh, goldfish. <laughs> like in the old days, you could go to the fair and get a. Uh, 
what are those lizards that change color? Chameleon. Yeah, chameleon. And the you would just get the chameleon and be like, oh, like and kind of play with it, and, like, and then like toss it. In the oh my god! You know, like people like had weird. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember growing up that way, where like animals, like lives, were so like like just not considered at all. Mm-hmm. Where like not like today, so like I I grew up, you know, where people didn't treat their dogs very well at all, mm-hmm. like straight up abused their dogs and it was just totally fine mm-hmm. and now to see like you know the the, the way that dogs are treated first of all yay because mm-hmm. those poor little angels you know they're, they're just little angels and we need to take care of them but uh yeah like the i think uh society's sort of yes yeah, respect towards animal lives well the pets you know has changed quite a bit that was like in the 40s you would like leave your dog outside all day and night or like you would never let them in the house or like <laughs> yeah Keep them t- on a rope tied to the tree all day or whatever. Or buy its special food. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, pay money to keep it alive. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, oh, your dog's got do this problem. It'll be $10,000 to keep it alive. Okay, bye. That, like, that <laughs> I'll just leave it here. Can you take care of it? Oh, they they, they do the old yeller back then. Yeah. <laughs> it's your dog. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Gotta send it to the glue factory. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and you just sent us that super cute picture of your dog, T, that gave me some, I believe it's called cute aggression. That's where I was losing my shit. My ever-loving <laughs> shit, how cute this fucking puppy was. And he was wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, he, he got he got like a haircut uh, yes, yesterday. And then... It's like the harness that we usually have him in to like let him outside is like really loose because he doesn't has as, as much. Ah, sorry, so, my, so my mom put him in a hoodie. <laughs> does just you know, the, make sure he stays warm because when you, you put know, clothes on him, so does he do the, 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 the non-violent protest where he just flops over onto his side? <laughs> the equivalent of a woman being kissed in the forties. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh, takes a while. Nice. Mini, yeah, you, you definitely have to wrestle uh, with them. Whenever we dress her up, because there's clothes, like there's the clothes. clothes that she wears. She has a bikini. Yeah, she has a bikini. <laughs> but uh, but she does the nonviolent protest where as soon as you put clothes on her, she just Very flops close. onto her side and refuses to do anything. She refuses to engage in nonviolent protest. Again, like I said, like women getting uh, unconsensually kissed in the forties. Yeah, nonviolent yeah. protest. Oh, you're not kissing me back. That's pretty advanced for the 1940s, though, where that was depicted as, like, a bad thing when he did that, you know? I'm not sure if it was entirely. Like, we're still debating whether, well, True. it was supposed to be. She's a married woman. And... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is weird. That re- that re- that re- this reminds me, I need to buy Dressing the dog a costume. Pets is awesome. That's <laughs> not cruel. Like, even That's though- not cruel. No, it's not cruel at all. Even though they might hate it, it's still not cruel. <laughs> I'm not protesting against that. It keeps them warm. Yeah. <laughs> it makes them warmer. So- it's like buying your significant other an ugly mm-hmm. sweater, you know, that you expect them to wear. Totally. Do they like it? Not entirely. And it's super, it's super entertaining huh? to dress yeah. up pets in outfits, too. You will dress them up like an Ewok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, 
Harriet looks like an Ewok. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, one of those those costumes where they just you dress up the front of them so that oh, when yeah. he's approaching you, it looks like he's walking on two legs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Let's get back to the movie. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, she gets killed. Yeah, it was it it, it, it was a good, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. You know, of course, it has the whole like old timey pacing, which is a little. It, it, it requires more attention than, than other movies. But it is pretty engaging mm-hmm. because there's a lot of like this, like I was saying, this movie is more advanced mm-hmm. than a lot of those movies. You know, there's more, go, there's some like twisty, turny drama yes. going on. And there were some really exciting scenes. And by, um, like, for example, the pool scene, like that was not a lot, was, I mean, Plenty was going on, but it wasn't like action packed. It was mostly just, uh, um, you know, atmosphere and and. Um... Well, that's you know, like a lot of reviewers, like uh, that. This movie is famous, probably most famous for that scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. Because a lot of reviewers and and you know, uh, film historians, whatever you want to call it, talk about how that's a really early horror scene where you don't see the monster. Mm-hmm. You, everything is in your head and, and you're just imagining. But a pool, um, uh, a pool like that has everything about it is so different. It changes sound mm-hmm. sounds different mm-hmm. or, or sounds are just, you know, yep. Sorry, let me repeat that. <laughs> Sounds just come through differently. Um, mm-hmm. Lighting is different. Mm-hmm. Everything about walking into a room that's just a big pool, it, your senses are kind of thrown off. Everything's a little bit different. The mm-hmm. echoes, the, the shadows. The and water. It, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the, even the smells, absolutely everything is different about your environment. So it's a very neat way to add like texture when you're when your movie is set in like a, a very urban environment mm-hmm. where you're very everything's going to be the same you know there's there's not a lot of difference between this street and that street mm-hmm. I, I i just really love i yeah. i really enjoyed that i thought it was um i thought it was great and and i was thinking about you know that scene how that's a pretty influential scene like mm-hmm. uh it follows the climax of it follows happens at the big public pool where they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of the same features, you know, are sort mm-hmm. of you know amplified in that as well. Yep, and uh, let that's right. Yeah, yeah. Or and, uh, the Scooby Doo's one in, mm-hmm. uh, which also has a famous uh, public pool. So isn't uh, Jennifer's body too, or am I thinking about something mm-hmm. else? It might. I saw it a long time ago. I can't remember. Let's move on. Thanks. But I, I think, yeah, there's, there's, there's I don't the think it's a coincidence. I think like that's such an iconic scene that other filmmakers have definitely kind of like done their pool scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want a pool scene. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. And, like again, uh, uh, like a really surprisingly advanced movie for a 1940s mm-hmm. Universal horror movie, where you know, like I was saying at the beginning. When you think about the other movies, the Wolfman, the creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, it's all really like broader lighter. strokes. Yeah, yeah, broader strokes, not a lot of subtext, not a lot of like, you know, not a lot of darker drama the way that this movie has. I do think, like, you know, thinking back to what we were talking about, whether we're supposed to feel sorry for, I think, well, definitely. But I mean, 
they made a point of making sure to say like she she didn't actually have sex with anybody mm-hmm. and so that level of purity and and but still like mm-hmm. traumatized like that's mm-hmm. we're definitely meant to feel sorry for her i mean otherwise they wouldn't have painted her with such nice nice um yeah features and not, no, I, was... I, don't mean, I don't mean like attractive features i mean like making her you know all, all these like positive attri- attributes and shit you know yeah that we are except for being a litter bug it is definitely meant to be tragic. Yeah. Tragic. Sort of like uh, Wolfman, which mm-hmm. he doesn't get killed at the end of the first Wolfman movie, but mm-hmm. there is that tragic element where he's not a villain. You know, he is like a good person who's trying to be he's a good person, him, yeah. but it's this situation that's making him turn into a wolf and kill people. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely takes it to a yeah. much more, yeah. This takes it much more to a psychological level than a straight up monster. Well, not being able. So if we're talking about you know, Doctor Jekyll, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and Wolfman. These are like um, people that couldn't escape mm-hmm. their people who are good at heart, but... good at well, or that are you know that have a duality inside of them, mm-hmm. and while part of them is good, the other part is evil, mm-hmm. and they can't really fight it, mm-hmm. and they're doomed. And in a similar way, you know, she's this nice girl who's got this trauma behind her and she can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And so she's ultimately doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty dark message. It is. Because it it's like, it does sort of, the movie does sort of feel like it's saying this is the only outcome that could have happened. She could have never been happy. Yeah. Like, ah. the idea that they could have gotten the marriage annulled and then she could have just become single again and gone back to her Yeah, gone back to her fucking glamorous life as a fashion, as a fashion illustrator, which, illustrator with her bomb-ass apartment. Which, shit! By the way, the, oh, so this is further evidence that she's newly to the country because she mm-hmm. talks about how she doesn't have, she's mm-hmm. been in the country briefly and she hasn't mm-hmm. made any real friends. But what's funny about that is she does have this kind of glamorous life before yeah. she meets him because when she says how she doesn't have friends, she's like, the only people that have really come over have been like other artists and people I work with, uh, like in the fashion industry. Like, creative, awesome, talented, totally. you know, career-oriented artist. Like, fuck yeah, that sounds she, amazing. She basically just we says just she has We just drink made. and talk about art. Totally, we, like, do art together. But she just hasn't, she just mentions that she has mm-hmm. made, like, regular friends. Yeah. Know, like, non-work friends. Non-glamorous work mm-hmm. friends. And she, her drawing is, like, total fashion. Like, they yeah. show her drawing, and it's, like, a real, like, fashion drawing. But yeah, she, was, no. she was doing pretty well. Yeah, that's. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't have anyone to talk about like, the water cooler conversation <laughs> in this movie. Which I noticed. I was like, oh my god, this is an, like water cooler conversation. So is this? I mean, I don't know if like people get. Well, no, of course people get picked up on the street all the time. <clears throat> but do you guys like feel comfortable enough to go up to somebody and be like, "Hi, can I walk you home?" Can I come in for tea? No. Can I see you tomorrow? You no. want to get married in a month? No. no. <laughs> I'm scared as shit. To, if I wasn't with someone, I, I don't think I could do no. that. Like, I guess you could do that back in the old days, but it's you like didn't have a lot of options, weird. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah, it's like it's back like uh, you know how like in the old days people would be like my card, like people would give yeah me their social card. cards and stuff, but they had like literal social cards mm-hmm. like in the 1800s where I have it was a social like, card. it was like flirting <laughs> like 
like so for yeah. flirting. Like I didn't hit. it's not for flirting. <laughs> My mind's not anyways. But it wasn't like uh you know, like a business card that you give to someone to be yeah. like, here's my phone number. Here's it was literally, with me, yeah. like, I'm flirting with you. Here's my flirt card. Here's my flirt card. <laughs> well, now you're making me feel slutty. Fine. It's not a flirt card. But, uh, I'll stop giving them out. But yeah, no, I feel like <laughs> nowadays it's like less and less okay to just be like, oh, hey. Especially like, I mean, man, not to go on a tangent. Go for it. But uh, I was watching on YouTube uh, there's a guy, you know, TikTok on YouTube, but there's this guy, uh, I was watching a commentary channel about a guy do, on TikTok who approaches women in public and asks them on dates. And his whole philosophy is that, like, you should feel comfortable approaching women and asking them on dates. But the thing is, is when they were watching his channel, every single video, the women turned him down. Not one single woman actually wants to, like, take anything further with him. But what? it's such a weird thing, because he's like, oh, you should feel comfortable being rejected, and you should ask women out in public. Well, you should feel comfortable getting rejected. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, everybody, right? But, uh, I don't know. I feel like, on the one hand, no, no hands. You know, either me meet them through friends or like an activity or like a community or, or go to, go to an app. Yeah. Yet. Because it's, it's too much of a risk to think like, Hey, here's this person who, you know, might not want, might be very uncomfortable for them to be approached. I can't imagine ever being comfortable approached by a stranger, even if they're really attractive. It's, I, in fact, I get very suspicious of attractive strangers <laughs> approaching me in public. That they're okay. really like a serial killer. Ted or, or, or a con artist. <laughs> like, you just want all my money. Or they're a yeah, cat person. I wouldn't mind. Or they're a, person, but I'd be or like, they're a cat I don't have any person. money. And then run away. That's what I would oh. do. <laughs> and I, I, I want to throw this in, but this will sound a little worse. Uh, let me. The, you sound like a horrible usual, person when you say that? Like, preface, this will sound bad when I say <laughs> this. But, um, but I also want to point out another thing I want to point out about this movie. And this will sound worse. I'm going to just say this. Uh, just say it, I'm man. Say it. But um, the psychiatrist, both the psychiatrist <laughs> and the husband are uh, Captain Savaho. Have you ever heard? <laughs> have you ever heard that term? First of all, yes. Second of all, women are blamed of that or guilty of that. Yeah, no, women do the same thing. I it's can a, say it. Goes it goes both ways. Yeah. Exactly. The it's that total mentality of like. Here's the like really attractive bird. Yeah, I can I can change them. I can say everybody. I feel like this is a very common thing for people to see somebody who's very troubled and also very attractive, and you're like, no man, I got this. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> my love will cure you of all of your fucking dilemmas. All you need is my love bombing, and hopefully, I don't get tired of you in two months. Right. And and in reality, what's going on is that the person is really just super attracted to that person and is yeah. like, it has I'm a huge willing to overlook yeah. obvious problems because yeah. I really just want to hook up with this person. And you want to feel, I mean, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on there for sure. But there is, the, yeah, that element of like, well, I could be the one. And, and not only does that mean that I'm amazing because I can fix this person, but also somebody pat me on the back, I'm fixing something. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really shitty things associated <laughs> with being a captain. Save a Captain Sabahoe. <laughs> it's, it's a bad term, but also Captain she's not a hoe. Save a 
she's super blameless in all of this. So she's, she's so not, like, blame, blameless. She so just sad. has her bad past. She had a design. cool life going on. She just got here. She was gonna make friends. You know, pretty talented people make friends. It's not fucking difficult. She just needed a little bit more time. And it's it's messed up too because he pressured her into the relationship. Mm-hmm. She was open about the fact from the very beginning that she was troubled and that she <laughs> was maybe not the best person. And he didn't care. He plowed ahead anyways. Captain Samo. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old. It's an old term. That's an old term. I've heard, that term. I've heard of it. I just didn't realize it was old. I, I remember hearing that term like in the 80s. Oh, really? I thought it was kind of a recent thing because I have heard it, but like within the last like 15 years. Or maybe the 90s was the latest I heard. <laughs> <Captain> <laughs> nice. Don't pretend you're not one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, but it's just like, I mean, it, it's understandable, is the thing for many. For, it's understandable, it's just like, yeah. It's just that. Thing. I've been one. I'm sure you've been one. We've all been one. It's fine. And it also just boils down to that thing of like, oh, like I'm really attracted to this person. So I'm willing to overlook problems because I'm attracted to them. So fuck you it. don't even overlook them. You're just like, here they are, front and center. Mm-hmm. It's all right. <laughs> just like, Screw we it. got this. Yeah, it won't affect me. There's no way that It'll we can't fine. make this work. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Man, it's always not fine. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's messed up. I, yeah, just to bring it, like, what you were saying, though. Uh, her life was good. Yeah, it was really good. And she was a little lonely, her. but she just got there. And he pressured her into it, and she was like, okay, like, I am, I've been sort of holding back on this, but I'm going to take a chance. Yeah. Because this guy's been so good, and he's being such mm-hmm. a nice guy. And he was cute. That... I'm going to take a chance on him. And then look what it got her. She got killed. Yeah, she got died. Because she tried and to take a chance And sexually assaulted by a fucking psychiatrist. And, yeah. Who was, who she was directed to by her husband. Oh my God. So he sent her to her in the first place. So her whole life got screwed up and she got killed because she took a chance on love. That's the real message. Don't take a chance movie. of love. Don't do it. If you, it's not worth it. That's the real message. If, <laughs> if you take a chance on love, you will die. <laughs> <laughs> you will literally not uh... figuratively die. <laughs> but that is fucked up, though, because this movie is kind of like... If this movie was made today, she would be the hero and she would have lived. Yeah. And I, I thought the other message of the movie was, um, don't don't worry about that wedding band. Just keep plowing ahead on this fucking like emotional relationship you're having with somebody. Yeah, like uh, yeah, this movie definitely takes the position that emotional cheating is fine. It, okay, <laughs> no problems as long as you're not literally having sex. You're fine. With it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, you can have a full on like romantic relationship. With another person, as long as you're not actually cheating. I draw the line at teasing and flirting. Then that's that. (laughs) (laughs) But a good movie, though, overall. It was. It was good. I liked it. And it was, you know, in movies like these, it's it's nice to have a tragic ending anyway. Mm -hmm. More...
I mean, it's no <laughs> getting, you know, yeah. getting like, ah, not like the bad scene, but it was pretty good. Definitely. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't think any other I mean, film that didn't get top that for I mean, me. not to get too much into that movie, she was actively doing a shitty thing that, and, and while she was getting smited, even though she, <laughs> she earned that smite. Yeah. She earned the smoke all throughout the movie. In the movie, I don't know, have you seen the movie? A, a long time ago, I haven't seen it recently. She ends up killing a kid to right. take his, like, fucking badge because he won, like, best in some yeah. badge or bad medal. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, Somebody tells her yeah. that it should be in this area while there's a storm, like on this dock. Mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to be a light. Let's not get into it. But uh, she goes back to fucking get it because she just can't live without that fucking little trophy. Mm-hmm. And then she gets struck by lightning. Because <laughs> she's a little bitch. Bad seed. She's a bad seed. She's a bad seed. <laughs> she's real bad. That's the don't have kids yeah. movie. That's the don't have. It is mm-hmm. crazy that, you know, you know, back, what is it like? In the That was the 50s, right? Yeah. And then there was the wasn't it the later yeah, bad scene with yeah. Elijah Wood? Yeah, that was a bad son. Oh, bad son. With a, uh, uh, um, was it Macaulay Culkin? No, Macaulay yeah, Culkin and Elijah Wood, and uh, like I think not Elijah, but Macaulay is adopted or something, and like he ends up. Well, you know, doing Elijah a lot of what's the hero of that? Yes, he is. Yeah. That wasn't a remake of Bad Seed? I don't... No, not not the story. Oh, no. okay. Right? For some reason, no. I thought it was like a... Nope. I'm not remembering know, the story too well of the Bad, the bad Son. No, it's, it's not. Maybe it's just because of the similarities. But I remember we got kicked out of that movie because uh, I went there with a group of girls and we were like... Beagle. 11. No, we were like 11 or something. We were, un- we were little kids, right? And uh, the girl's mom who'd organized the whole thing... Took us up to the window, bought us all a fucking t- our tickets, right? So she bought the tickets. She's a she's a mom, gave us the tickets and took off, like left us alone at the fucking theater. Oh my God, and nice. so we go into the theater, we sit down, we're watching the movie, and then they're like, "Hey, you're underage. This is rated R. Where's your adult?" With the bad son. Yeah, it was, it was. rated R. I think it was or definitely PG thirteen. Maybe we. I feel like we wouldn't have gotten kicked out if it was PG thirteen. I think it was rated R. That's crazy, though. I know. Can you check? The only reason we do this to T is because he's got a computer in front of him and we don't. Like, I guess I could ask you to look it up on your phone. Oh, yeah. But you're like, you always refuse to do anything on your phone. You're like, no. I'm I'm sort of anti-smart. A bit of a a Luddite? Okay. Gotcha. And so, yeah, and so we got kicked out of there. And we just had to hang out in the parking lot for like two hours. Waiting for her mom to come back for us. But it was, well, she didn't know either, because it's like the main characters, the main actors were our age. Yeah, it would have seemed like it was okay. Yeah, so it was like, why the hell couldn't we, but then again, whatever. Just dropping the kids off at the theater. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, what? That's damn rated. It was rated R, though. Did you say it was M-rated for mature? <laughs> <laughs> it's X. <laughs> Well, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to see. But the yeah, it was, it was with I also got kicked out of Deathwish, mm, number five. Oh wow, that's yeah. crazy! Like I don't know if so the it, mom it's, knew. Uh, it's rated R. Or maybe she. I bet she, she probably didn't know. Yeah. She probably didn't know. I mean, because she probably she saw, saw it was starring kids. Yeah. 
I remember the ad campaign for that movie was all centered around Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, and they were like little. That's why I'm really surprised it was rated R because it seems like mm-hmm. the movie was focused. Well, on there's like kids dying, so there's that. But oh yeah, so we got a little far oh, off track. <laughs> so yeah, did we? Oh, we definitely. Did. Oh my god, we're coming up on two hours. That's oh, nuts. Shit. Okay, oh, maybe we wrap it up. That was the end of the movie. And this was an hour and thirteen minutes. Thanks. What? But, <laughs> It was, uh, you know, even though it had that slow 1940s style, it was also kind of jam-packed because it was only an hour and 13 minutes and a lot mm. happens in the movie. It really did, actually. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yes. There was even a lady cleaning a floor. What was that? Like? Oh, yeah. They kept making a big deal about her wiping the ashes off of her shirt. Well, just like, add, maybe adding, like, adding a... I keep saying the word texture. Adding texture to her character. Yeah. I, oh my god, I do sound a little ridiculous. But that's what I mean. When it's just like adding more character, adding more nuance to the character by giving her a little bit more personality. Like she was a fucking like you know chain smoker, and she's on her hands and knees like yeah. scrubbing a floor and still a cigarette between her lips. Pretty. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a character. And then yeah, you have like and then the, and then the receptionist with the with the really like kind of over the top accent was yeah. hilarious. Definitely. She kept reminding this is so random, but mm-hmm. that cleaning lady with the cigarette kept reminding me of uh, Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. Yes, the who gets the like bucket of barf. Yeah, and let's get barfed on and everything. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. She just reminded me of that character a lot, but that was weird. That was a bit random. That character. Yeah, but yeah, just mm-hmm. extra texture. Thank you. We're going to use the word now, texture. Nuance. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we're going to go I'm from I'm so excited. I haven't seen the 70s Next version. I will watch it, but this is about the uh, the early, is it ni- is 90s. It's the 90s yes. version with uh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. The great Crispin Glover. I had such a huge crush on him. And really? For what movie? For um, Ed and Ruben, uh, Ruben and sorry, Ruben and Ed. Is that an independent movie? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Right? Well, no, and actually, was it then? It was just a series of movies of his where I was like, "You're so weird, you're so interesting," and just had a crush on him for being weird and interesting, which is a lot of what happens. But he's been in so much, and he's always been so cool. So yeah, do Crispin Glover in the Friday. <laughs> 13. He's the best. Does that weird dad? Yeah, the weird dad's the best. Also, I River's Edge. River's really Edge, good. yeah, Whoa, with Keanu Really Reeves. good in that. Keanu Reeves' first movie. Mm-hmm. That's a really good movie. And then he was in a stupid movie called Fast Sofa. And the What's that and- movie? I saw a weird. I don't know if it's this movie you're talking about, but there's that movie with him where he's like, there's that image of him floating in the donut in the pool. And he's got like big. Elevator shoes on and like I think that's Ruben and and I believe that's the name. I haven't really like I haven't had a crush on him since I was like eighteen or nineteen. So I think that's Ruben and Ed, and that's it's a really weird like uh, indie movie about this guy who um, he's a weirdo who doesn't have any friends, and his mom's like you got to bring somebody to dinner and you got to make a friend, and he makes this like crazy like car salesman friend or some Mm -hmm. shit. I can't remember. Whose wife is club? Yeah, and so yeah, and he makes friends, and that that was the time where he um, 
he went on the David Letterman show, dressed yes. as a character. And did the kick at David Letterman's head. And David Letterman got, got kicked off the show. Yeah, he, he freaked out and shit, yeah. That's the movie. That's the one where he's floating in the pool. Yeah. I believe, is, did I get I did that? See that? Let's, let's use I your phone. We keep telling you to look shit up. Uh, All right, next time, next time, next time, next time. But uh, <laughs> just uh, Crispin Glover, of course, Friday the 13th dance, but mm-hmm. also I rewatched. Uh, Even Cowgirls the Get the Blues? Oh, yeah. Back to the Future. But uh, I was amazed too because I rewatched Back to the Future, and in the scenes where it takes place like in the modern times, mm-hmm. and he's older, Crispin Glover. Yeah. I never noticed. That they put makeup on him to make him look older. Yeah, and they, just a little There's, bit. like, kind of jowls and stuff yeah. to make him look older. But I never noticed it. I, for some reason, like, I I just thought that, like, he was, like, in, in no makeup when he was older uh, and when he was younger. That they just sort of did his hair and clothes. Gave, like, like, yeah, and he, like, hunched over a little. Yeah. But rewatching no, it, I was yeah, like, that's... oh, wow, they did, like, a full-on, like, prosthetic makeup on him. And that him. was also the... In like you know, it was the second one they stole his likeness. Yeah. He sued and he won. Good for him, because that's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked. Because he basically said, "I don't want to be in the." Next they're like, one. "Well, you're good." And they put a person. I know. To make him look like him. They should have just recast up. it all together and not put his features on him. Yeah. They would have been fine. But no. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. Chris McGlover is cool. He's always been kind of weird. Is he? In, isn't he like a Napo baby too? Yeah, his dad was a well. His dad uh, was a theater and movie actor, but never that huge. Not that but also really prolific. Like he, they, like the whole, their whole, like um, their whole approach to acting was like, there's no small roles, just mm-hmm. small actors. Yeah. So they just did a shit ton, yeah. both of them. So yeah, he's an equal bit. But I mean, I feel like that only really counts if your parents are rich, not if like, yeah. or really rich and successful and popular, not like if you're like. Yeah. Your dad did, you know, did some work and but never made that much money. Then it's I don't think it really counts. Yeah, true, true. It's mostly when like you know if your dad's like Tom Cruise or some shit or Tom Hanks. <laughs> Chet Hanks. Is that the guy who's really angry that he's Chet, Tom Hanks? No. He, Chet, Chet <laughs> Hanks is the one who talks in Jamaican patois. Oh no. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's really angry and like is just a weirdo. Oh, and, yeah. You gotta feel bad. I bet it's not an easy life if you don't lean into it. Yeah, but he's rich. Because... That's true. He's he's fine. We can he's all make fun fine. of him. He's fine. He can <laughs> hire people to help him. If there's anyone it's okay to make fun of, it's Tom rich kids, kids who never have to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, so, anyways, we've like veered off close, yeah, uh, off course by like ten minutes now. We've been talking nonsense for ten minutes. I do wonder though. I want to now rewatch the '80s Cat People because I haven't seen it for a long time, and I feel like it's a radically different movie. But I'm wondering if maybe I'm wrong, and is the Cat People remake from the '80s an actual remake? Of this movie, or which one is it? Is that one with Match and with like I think Nastasia Kinski is in it. Oh, it's 80s. I haven't seen that one. Or is it Klaus Kinski? And then I was—I never looked, but I meant to check. I assume they're related. Mm. Klaus Kinski. That how could there be two different people not related with <laughs> Kinski as the last name? Uh, is it's Nastasia Kinski, right? Mm-hmm. Are you checking right now, T? Yeah. I feel like that one is much more 
the Stephen King cat people movie that is incredibly that's the one that's the one I remember which has mention. incest and like yeah. weird shit going on yeah in that and that girl mm-hmm. from Twin Peaks that I really like mm-hmm. that was during Stephen my work computer won't let me look that up oh. sorry they figured out it's not for work did we ever <laughs> uh, denied I, I feel like we didn't, but we were talking about the uh, Stephen King car movie, Overdrive. Christine or Overdrive? No, uh, what's it? Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. With the with His the semi trucks that go crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stephen King. What's my cocaine face going to kick And a bunch of cocaine. Another Stephen King that we were talking about, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, tangent. Coming up on two hours here, guys. That's nuts. How come we couldn't talk this song about mm-hmm. dolls? No, when dolls come yep. up, it's like, yeah, so next week. To say. Dolls doesn't have all that subtext. Whatever. Dolls is just a movie about killer dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Still loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> there's dolls and they kill people at this house. The it's, end. And if you go to that house, you you die and what's really cute is that you become mm-hmm. a doll yeah <laughs> the end that's the twist <laughs> twist yep. ending you are the doll man and if if you're not an asshole then you should yeah, and fine. if you don't fall into trap then you don't have anything just, to worry about just you know? dolls again are you happy <laughs> <laughs> fine i'll stop bringing up dolls <laughs> the end the dolls <laughs> And they look like lizard people. Trolls, little trolls. <laughs> Elves, so, I guess. Oh, yeah, so Willard. And if you apologize, it's okay to kill mm-hmm. a few of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so Willard. Crispin Glover and Willard. And then, yeah, I'll watch the 70s version, too, because, like I said, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. But, um... That was one of those... The 70s version of Willard was one of those about... movies they would play on TV all the time. Uh... Like, if you turned on regular broadcast TV in the 80s, 
They're nineties. They would have Willard done. Well, talk about uh, taking this back to Captain Savaho. I think that was, you know, um, a little insulting to say it, I guess, out loud. But some of the attraction to, like, you know, the Crispin Glover characters, where it's like he's such a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not as weird. But I will save him. You know, it's it's that uh, <laughs> uh, teenage girls really go for that shit. A and lot. You think Christmas Glover's a hoe? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying, basically. Right, basically. Oh, <laughs> 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 if anything, I was focusing on my part in my my part in that scenario. Where I mean, well, I think that no. that goes for anybody, right? Like you feel like such an outsider when you're like a teenager and shit, and then you so you connect with characters that are not only set up that way but also made attractive. So what fucking chance could you stand? Mm. None. That's how much chance you could yeah. stand. Yeah, none at all. Mm. Irina is uh, attractive. Like, yeah, she's beautiful. This is gonna be a weird. I'm gonna say just say weird. it. <laughs> Another weird concept, but I think, but this isn't too offensive. But like standards of beauty change from time, you know, sure, over the generations. Yeah. And sometimes, like women who are considered to be like super glamorous and beautiful in older movies, mm-hmm. like they are. I'm not saying like they're not, but they they're not like of like what we would by today's standards, like what women are held up as. Sure, women. sure. But like, I feel like I was kind of in that like she her beauty felt more modern actually mm-hmm. than kind of classic. She had the hot you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was, she's not that classic. Uh, like like the other girl was the cl- was the nineteen forties like standard beauty, yeah. of classic beauty. The blonde woman uh, and Irina was sort of like the like ooh like she's like the mysterious the like exotic beauty that is but, also why with blonde hair. <laughs> but she had that kind of more modern style to it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe we've talked for over two hours about this movie. That's pretty impressive to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty nice. cool. Pretty cool. Cat people. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It's only an hour. Cat lady, which is a different movie. An hour, hour and thirteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right. Let's uh let's wrap things up. I need to crash. Willard. So so next week, Willard, <laughs> Grisman Glover. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, and then the week <laughs> after that, we got Grizzly and not Bird. Uh, and then we are doing Lover the birds. <laughs> Haven't done any. Yeah, not not birdemic, although yeah, it was on the short list. Um, but yeah, I don't. We think haven't done so. Hitchcock yet. And just a heads up, Bruce. I was I got married in Bodega, so that's going to okay. play a lot into the conversation during the birds. Mm-hmm. 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 Insane area, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Although, what's her name? Tippy. Tippy Hedren. Yeah, sounds good. Nice. Okay, so Willard. Anyways, Willard. Willard. Nice. Willard. So with that being said, we'll see you next week for our discussion on Willard. You guys take care, and we'll see you then.